0: is superior sports talk with reggie wilson and luke inman part of locked on sports minnesota and it starts now back in the lab reggie and luke back at it another episode of superior sports talk presented by locked on sports minnesota what's happening reggie happy hump day how you feeling
1: man hump day these weeks and days just fly by goodness gracious it's crazy that it's already wednesday yikes
0: summer's basically over reggie now, over. <laughs> start getting start getting your winter coat all right, oh no all right we got another big show lined up talking about which player the twins could go out and trade for before the deadline and which vikings udfa has a chance to become the next adam thielen plus later I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean? It's all coming up on Superior Sports Talk. But first, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family served business, serving do-it-yourselfers like Reggie and I for over 20 years. Reliably low prices for every customer, brake parts, tail lamps, even new carpet for your vehicle. Go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. That's Rock Auto. Com. all right let's talk about those twins shall we quick recap last night twins lose 5-0 this was the first time i got to sit down and really watch mariners young stud logan gilbert on the mound he better be careful because he keeps pitching like this he's gonna find himself in the all-star game in just under a month holds the twins to six shutout innings six k's four hits allowed seattle relievers come in they do the rest don't allow a single twins hit the rest of the way Twins had their chances though. Twins had Gilbert in a jam early on. Buxton and Correa on first and second. No outs. Kepler hits into a double play. Urshela flies out to right. Very next pitch. Twins go 0-5 for 5 with runners in scoring position. In fact, came from two batters only. Kepler was 0-3 for 3 and Urshela was 0-2 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Joe Ryan's first start after missing three weeks on the COVID list. Not a bad first start for Joe. A little rust to be knocked off, which is to be expected. He goes four and two-thirds, allows five hits, four earned 3Ks, two bomb shots. He gets yanked 74 pitches. Twins looking to still come away with the series, though, tonight. Reggie, your quick thoughts on last night's performance.
1: Man, you know, so much was said, you know, especially by us, about how the Twins just managed to really... Fare out well without their ace, mm. Joe Ryan, without Sonny Gray, and you know, I, I made a <laughs> I made a comparison last night on Care Eleven that you know the twins starting pitching was comparable to when your job makes a bunch of hires mm. while you're on vacation and you come back, <laughs> and you look around, you're like Who is that? You like whispering, you don't want them to hear you yeah. who is that? Like Reggie, you've been gone, man. You've been on vacation. We we hired That's him like Jerry, two weeks man. ago. He's yeah, he's an accountant, man. Yeah, Come he's on. great. He's good people. I already went to lunch with him. Like we we good now. You know, and you know, any given day you're you're like, Chi Chi Gonzalez. Mm. Okay. All right, we'll see what he could do. Let's let us let us just uh see what happens. Cole Sands. Okay. All right, let's All let's right. let's see what happens. All right. And finally, they get Joe Ryan back. And, you know, maybe maybe in the first start, you you maybe have too high of expectations. The guy's coming back from COVID. He only pitched three innings in his rehab start. I mean, he looked good, but it was Triple mm. I mean, you expect him to dominate against A talent. But then he comes out, and, you know, he, he has three strong innings. And you're like, okay, all right, Joe Ryan is back, baby. Oh, yeah. And then A. Eugenio Suarez is like, "Welcome back, Joe. Welcome." Two run blast. Then he gives up another two run blast. While I was talking about him in my sports cast last night, look at my phone. I'm like, "Oh, he gave up another one. Oh." And you know, then he gets pulled. Maybe a little fatigue. Maybe just him working himself back into rhythm because you know he was in a really good rhythm. A season high four earned runs given up. You don't really expect that from him, you know, considering what we've seen out of him this season. And, you know, maybe you just you give him a mulligan. You're just like, all right, they just throw that one out. It's okay. You have to find your way back, work your way back into a rhythm. You don't expect that to be the case, you know, especially two two run shots, you're just like, that's not Joe Ryan. That's not who we who we see, who we know. You know, this year at 2.28 ERA coming into the the, the game, you're like, eh, eh, eh. We'll, we'll give him a pass. We've seen enough from Joe to think that, you know, this is not something that's going to stick for him. Maybe this is an outlier. But it is just a little discouraging because so much was said like, oh, man, look, they survived the gauntlet and then they got Joe back. Oh, man, Joe is back watch out now and it's just like well maybe just wait wait another start wait another start for that so then you know Sonny Gray comes back tonight you know Peck injury he missed some time a couple times this season with some injuries and maybe you're like okay we'll see what Sonny has you know comes out and and pitches against the Mariners as they try to take the series and you're See what happens with Sunny. I'm not really sure what to think after what happened with Joe last night, but you know, it's always sunny in Seattle? No, it's not. It's always oh, rainy it's in not. Seattle. No, exactly but but when Sunny's on the mound, it's always sunny. Yeah. And so you just you just kind of see what happens tonight.
0: A good reminder, maybe fans should temper their expectations now for Sonny Gray tonight as he comes back from the IL. Uh, other news, ESPN's latest article highlights which playoff teams will make the strongest push and be most aggressive for more help before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. New York Yankees are at the top of the list, noting their World Series or bust approach they're taking this year. And they could go get more reliever depth, among other positions. Twins were on the list, albeit near the bottom of playoff teams article noted how much bigger of a lead in the central they should have had had it not been decimated by injuries however if and when they can get fully healthy they have a decent shot at winning the division when it's all said and done getting healthier plugging a few holes like another reliable high leverage reliever or two is at the top of the list Reggie we talked about this for a few weeks now but That was back when, you know, they had a bigger cushion. It didn't feel like as big of a pressing need because all the Twins were doing was winning. So Mm -hmm. now their lead's shrinking. They got eight games coming up with the Guardians. The pressure's starting to tighten up here uh, to get hot again, to go on a little run here again. What are the chances they're still in a position to make a deal before the trade deadline in a few weeks, and how aggressive do you think they should be?
1: I think they'll be in great position to make a a deal – at the deadline because what we've seen from the twins is you can't figure these guys out like just when you think you have them figured out and you know what to expect from them you're just like oh man here we go they surprise you and they're just like oh no 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 like we're here like we're going to compete and so it's going to be interesting when they do play the guardians because they are the team that is directly behind them which means like they can't give up much ground and if they do it almost puts them in a position where they're more desperate to try to find some other arms to help out that situation because they don't want to fall behind the Guardians too much just because like this was a season that we thought would be the White Sox at the top and the Twins are jockeying for position you know hoping to get second place behind them and now you're, you're talking about a team that's in first place with a Guardians team that really wasn't on a whole lot of people's radar this uh, season coming into it. And you're just like, well, like, if they are going to compete, you know, against the Guardians, no less, like, they're going to need to have the best complement of arms that they can get. And so the issue, though, with that, Luke, is who do you give up? Right. You have so much, like, upside with so many guys mm-hmm. you just like you know we've seen Jermaine Palacios get called up and do well we've seen Jose Miranda get hot right now not a whole lot of people are talking about it but Kirilov mm-hmm. down in St. Paul right now Blow he's off. raking Yeah, he is raking yep. and you're just like okay alright then Garlic when he comes back and then you got Lernick You know, from time to time, he's raking like they have. They have a situation here because now you're talking about, all right, well, do we give up a lower level prospect? Maybe if it's a pitcher, you're like, man, I don't know if we can afford to give up another pitcher to get some pitching. You know, uh, they made that swing already this season. And a lot of people are still kind of up in arms about it, which was getting Chris Paddock for Rodgers mm-hmm. and now we see what happened with Paddock and you're just like man see that's why you got to hold on to these pictures when you can and you know like Taylor Rogers would make very much a difference for this bullpen right now with how it currently stands you know last night the bullpen wasn't an issue really the last two nights the bullpen haven't been uh, an issue but We have seen it rear an ugly head several times this season. So if you find yourself in a position where you can go get a a solid reliever that can help anchor that bullpen staff, you got to go do it. But my question is, who do you part with? Because everybody right now just seems so precious.
0: Yeah, you're right. They got a handful of just young budding talent right now that when they get called up, they flash a little bit here or there. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to part ways with all that? Do you want to go even younger in the prospect? Well, Austin Martin, the catcher, remember, we got him from the Blue Jays with the Jose Barrios deal. It's just tough anytime you're parting with some of this young budding talent that we've seen, not just in Minnesota Twins history, but Minnesota history, giving up some young talent and watching them flourish. It's a tough pill to swallow for sure for fans. Twins still looking to win the series tonight with Sonny Gray making his first appearance since it in the IL a few weeks ago. A rare afternoon game first pitch 3.10 p.m. today. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be here tomorrow to break it all down. Okay, coming up, we're talking which Vikings UDFA could turn into the next Adam Thielen. And later, I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports info, including this year's basketball basketball finals major league baseball fights and even NFL futures head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions bet online it's where the game starts all right well we're two months away from NFL football when week one of the preseason kicks off and as training camp gets closer and closer I'm starting to think about which guys are kind of flying under the radar a little bit because mm-hmm. this time of year, every season, there's always a name or two. You just you never expected to end up sticking to the team. A guy who didn't have the maybe high draft pick label or the flashy numbers or play at the big program. We all know the story of Adam Thielen, local legend, walks on as a UDFA in training camp on his own college turf when they held training camp in Mankato, Minnesota. All he does, goes on to become one of the best receivers in stories in Vikings history, and he ain't done yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for the next Adam Thielen. That's like once in a decade scenario, maybe at most. But I'll start here. One guy I'm telling you to start circling right now on the roster. How about Luigi Villain? The more I got to study this guy, the more I got excited. You're talking about a four-star recruit coming out of Virginia. He signs with the Michigan Wolverines as a big-time get. I mean, a lot of excitement, high hopes for him there, Mm -hmm. but he Never really saw the field there much. Didn't pan out in Ann Arbor. And it makes sense, too, when you think about this. Because look at the pipeline of talent Jim Harbaugh had on his D-line the past few years. Quiddie Pay, 21st overall pick to the Colts. Aiden Hutchinson, maybe you've heard of him. Number two overall pick. Rashawn Gary. 12th overall pick. Even David Ajabo, who would have been a first-round pick had he not torn his ACL during the pre-draft process. So there's only so many snaps to go around. Mixed with a few lingering injuries, he kind of fell to the bottom of the depth chart, never was able to climb out of it. Takes his talents to Wake Forest and just goes off. 10 tackles for loss, 9 sacks, 34 pressures, two force fumbles, dude was legit, and I don't want to hear that, uh, yeah, but he dropped in talent, I mean, he goes from Michigan to Wake Forest, we're still talking about the ACC, I mean, he's getting after guys like Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, he's going up against other future NFL linemen, so I don't want to hear that, he played multiple spots, left side, right side, little five tech, saw him stand up a little bit. He's only six foot three, but he showed a great punch on tape, uses his hands well. When you look at the Vikings defense front seven depth chart and just ask yourself, all right, who's going to just stand up and just rush the passer? Obviously, Zadarius is that guy. And Daniil will be in the mix too, but it sounds like I think Hunter may be moved around a lot this year as kind of a chess piece. So, Finding another guy or two just to stand on the edge and pass rush is something Ed Donatel and Mike Smith are going to have to be looking at in training camp. DJ Wanham, probably the next guy in line, but not a proven guy in this new defense. Patrick Robinson, he's got a chance for sure. But then you get to Villain, and I think he's got a real chance to make an early impression early in camp and find a way to stick on this 53-man roster. And when it's all said and done, it happens every year. Teams all find a, a UDFA or two that flashes enough shows the tools for coaches to work with. Four-star recruit just got buried on that all-star D-line at Michigan, but make no mistake, it wasn't from a lack of talent when he finally got into the lineup at Wake Forest. Again, he balled out. Luigi Villain, he's a guy I really like if you're making me pick just a a UDFA that has a real chance of making the team or at least minimum the practice squad to give coaches a nice developmental edge rusher in the mix. You can develop and progress kind of in the background, right behind the scenes. And that's important too, because remember Zadarius is 31. Hunter hasn't proven he can stay healthy. If they go down, you better have another guy or two ready to step in and hold his own. And as a GM and coach, I mean, you always have to be looking at not just this year, but a year or two ahead as well. And given the structure of that Zadarius contract, may turn out to be only kind of a one-year rental deal when it's all said and done, despite Mm. those big gaudy numbers. So who's another UDFA who you think maybe has the right tools for coaches to see enough and develop? into a contributor for the Vikings someday down the road in your eyes.
1: Well, it's funny because you talked about who could be the next Adam Thielen. Mm -hmm. And this receiver room is stacked. Mm. And, you know, you're you're talking about guys that are, I mean, look. JJ. Yep. Thielen. Yep. KJ. KJ. And then now you're you're talking about maybe B.C. Johnson. Uh, you're talking about Jalen Naylor. Albert Wilson. They signed Albert Wilson. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, he's probably going to make an impact, too, on maybe like punt returns mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think, you know, here are some names. I was looking at some stuff. And when you look at, oh, I, I didn't even mention Amir Smith-Marset either. You know, he's, he's going to be a guy mm-hmm. uh, for them. He was key down the stretch last year with some of those injuries, especially to Thielen down the stretch. You know, you look at guys like Thomas Hennigan. He was a, a UDFA that, you know, could provide some spark or at least make the practice squad. And then I know you were talking to me a little bit before we uh, started the podcast today about Tristan Jackson, who was right. taking some reps with smith Marsett out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in that walking boot the last few weeks of minicamp. And so Jackson is getting some of the reps. Former Ram, you know, O'Connell has a, a little bit of a, a history knowing this guy already. He was signed right. to the practice squad last season, and he was taking some of the reps and that is a good chance for a guy to just kind of show and prove. I know it's, it's minicamp, so, you know, not really like taking hits and, you know, not really doing the full scope of what you would do in training camp. But that was a way for him to kind of shine a little bit and show his ability and what he can do to contribute to this team. We don't know how many receivers the Vikings are going to keep. And it's tough to talk about a guy making the the 53-man roster at a position that is already so stacked with guys who have proven it at this level before. But why not him, right? Mm. Why not?
0: First, you got to say, okay, well, how many receivers are they going to keep? A lot mm-hmm. of teams keep five, but not unheard of to keep six or even seven for sure, especially in a Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips, pass happy offense, that's certainly possibility, probability that that could happen. But you also mentioned, all right, I know it's just mini camp. I mean, the pads aren't popping yet, but it still matters because it tells you what coaches are thinking and where they have these players ranked and lined up right now. And Tristan Jackson and Ola B.C. Johnson with those other big names, K.J. Osborne, Amir Smith, marset out, that tells you something. I mean, that tells you right now that they're higher on the depth chart than some of those other guys. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it unfolds and transitions into training camp. We'll see if they stay in that same mix. We'll see how long it takes Albert Wilson to kind of chew up the playbook and develop into that fourth or fifth guy. We'll see if Amir Smith, marset is healthy by the time training camp rolls around. Mm-hmm. And if not, who's in that place? But you're right. I like that call out, Tristan Jackson and again, taking first team reps with Olabisi, it tells you something maybe not the whole story, but certainly yeah. a little indicator just to mark on your roster a depth chart, just to keep in the back of your mind. Loaded wide receiver room though, for sure. Something I'll be keeping a close eye on for sure as we get closer to kickoff of training camp, just five weeks away, taking place at TCO facilities in Egan. Guys resting up right now, enjoying that last little bit of free time they have before clocking into the 2022 season just around the corner. All right, Time has come. My favorite segment's here. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with What Does It Mean, covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports. First up, game one of the Stanley Cup kicks off tonight as the Lightning and Avalanche square off in Colorado. Plenty of storylines and intriguing observations heading into the finals matchup, including, of course, the Lightning looking for their third Stanley Cup win in a row. What does it mean when it comes to what you're most excited about in this final postseason matchup of the 2022 NHL season?
1: It's like the best against the best, right? Mm-hmm.
0: That's what you want.
1: That's exactly what you want. And what's funny is, for lack of a better phrase here, the Lightning kind of hit the Rangers with an avalanche mm. after they looked cooked, really, to start that series. And all of a sudden, the Lightning was just like, oh, yeah, we've been here before. Mm. It's okay, We'll handle business. And they just went on and surged and just like we talked about it. They they whooped that trick. And it was just interesting, like seeing it happen in real time. It was just like, whoa, like this is some, you know, on one end, you're just like, this is some epic lemon booty by the Rangers right here. But then you're just like, oh, well, I mean, the lightning are heart of a champion going for three straight. What a dominant team this Lightning team has been. That being said, once I saw the Avalanche in their first playoff series, I was just like, yeah,
0: yeah, nobody. It's
1: yeah. it's over. And so, okay. Vasi was thought to be like just this all-world goaltender, right? And he is very great. But he showed a little bit in the last couple of series, like, oh, man. Well, especially this last series early on, it was just like, oh, man, he is human. You
0: can get after they him. They
1: can get to him. Mm-hmm. And the Avalanche have done such a great job of just scoring goals at Nazem. Like, some of the highest scoring playoff games that we've had, they've been involved in this postseason. And so you're just like, oh. And they're going to be coming after – the lightning strong that being said like you can't underestimate tampa bay because like i said they are the reigning champions and they have been there before two straight seasons they've been there and you're just like okay all right you don't want to count them out per se but i've said like long long ago like when i saw the avalanche i was like this team is winning the cup and I kind of stick by that because this team has been one of the most dominant throughout the whole postseason and really the season in general. They had a great regular season, and I, you know, I was, I was hoping for the Wild, man. And I was just like, woo! Like they get past the Blues, like it is gonna be rough for the the Wild against the Avalanche. And they didn't get past the Blues, but then the the Avalanche whooped up on the Blues. Then they whooped up on uh, Edmonton. You're just like. Okay, yeah, who's 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 next? And look, like I said, all respect to the champs, but I just can't see it. The avalanche is just too strong.
0: Remember those last few weeks going into the playoffs, end of the season, it was always wild of the blues, two of the three seed, two of the three seeds, scratch and clawing, and every game matters you kind of forgot about like, yeah, we don't even talk about the number one seed because the average are so high up. They were so clear and above better than everybody else, not only in this conference, but the entire NHL. It's no secret. It's no surprise. They Mm -hmm. clearly are. I think you put a a, a gun to a lot of people's heads. You say, yeah, Avalanche are the best team. Lightning, though, it's just like, man, third time in a row. Maybe there's something about being on the big stage that you just can't put a price on the experience of these guys being on that stage for the first time. Uh, there's there's just this yeah, but when you talk about the Avalanche mm-hmm. are the better team. So it's going to be a great matchup. Game one tonight, can't wait. 7 p.m. puck drops, ABC. We'll be back here tomorrow for sure to follow up with that one. Next one up, what does it mean? ESPN's biggest mini-camp storylines across the NFL included both Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, both of whom are looking for new contract extensions coming off mm-hmm. those rookie deals. Between the two... What does it mean when it comes to which player is more pivotal for their team's overall success? I mean, which team has more pressure on them to lock up their franchise signal caller for the long term sooner rather than later?
1: So, when I look at this, only one of the two has been a league MVP. Mm -hmm. To me, it's Lamar Jackson, like, without a doubt. When they don't have him, I mean, God bless Tyler Huntley. You know what I mean? He filled in... As well as you can possibly imagine, right? That being said, like both of these guys are are pivotal to their teams, like because without them, those teams are coleslaw, you know, like they're not they're not going places. But Lamar, I think, is more pivotal to his team just because, like, we've seen what he can do in this league when. He is on. And for me, this is really puzzling. I think both of these guys have things to prove as far as, like, them getting their teams to the next level. I think Kyler has way more to prove than Lamar Jackson does. But it's just so interesting. If these are guys that you are hitching your wagons to, you know, the Ravens ripped up the whole playbook a few years ago and decided they were going to play to Lamar's strengths and really build the offense around him. If you're going to do that, keep that same energy when it's time to pay him. Right. Like, it. it is the most, like, puzzling thing when you think about it because you're just like, is this dude not producing for you? And then you go out and you trade his top receiver to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and Hollywood Brown, and you're just like, all right, we know Lamar loves to throw to his tight ends, but – uh. Who else do you expect him to throw to? Didn't really give him a whole lot of help this offseason, but they're expecting to be better. They're expecting to compete with the Bengals and the Browns and the, you know, the Steelers, I guess, uh, in that division to, to be like lead dog. And you're just like, well, Lamar needs some more weapons. And I do understand, you know, all those running backs who got hurt last year are going to be back this year. And you know, maybe they try to establish themselves as more of a running football team with Lamar's legs and with all the compliment of running backs that they have, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and those guys. But you're just like, okay, uh, what are we doing here? What, like, the money is green, ain't it? Pay these dudes. And really, honestly, too, looking at it from the Cardinals' perspective, Kyler Murray has no excuses, Mm -hmm. like none whatsoever. This dude has so many weapons out there. They lose Kirk, but they gain Hollywood. He has something to prove. Kyler Murray, like by far, has the most to prove out of, I think, any quarterback in the league this year with what they've set up around him, What he's demanding from the team, which is a new contract because he believes he's worth it. And he is a dynamic player out there. But the proof is in the pudding, young man. It's time for you to get out there and will this team not only to the playoffs, but to some meaningful playoff wins to justify what you are hoping to get.
0: I think a case can be made for either one for sure. But Mm -hmm. you said it, MVP, most valuable player you take each one of these guys out of their offense out of their team had colt mccoy uh, jumped in for kyler murray last year and it's like man cardinals they are not bad i mean under colt mccoy it's like (laughs) they didn't really skip a beat that much I i expected a big drop off and it's like all right colt mccoy can hang still a little bit all right i'm not seeing that much of a drop off you take lamar out and like you said tyler huntley God bless you, sir, but you're no Lamar Jackson. Right. It's just one of these things, too, that's puzzling, as you said. It's the most important position in all of sports, pitcher being second. Look at the contracts these other quarterbacks are getting paid. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't be surprised or shocked if you're the GM or front office that, yeah, you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money and guess what you get out of it what you put into it you're getting lamar jackson some of these gms or front offices have a little bit of hard time swallowing that tough pill that man we got to make him what the highest paid player in the league right now Mm -hmm. yeah it's only for now remember when Kirk Cousins signed that three-year 90 mil all guaranteed money and everybody lost their minds. Two, three years from that, he was like ranked 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th. That's what you have to do. It's just part of the process. You don't want to start to penny pinch and get cheap when it comes time to paying your franchise face of the franchise quarterback.
1: Come on. on. Let's let's, let's let's do it.
0: And I also fully expect by the way, Cliff Kingsbury was quoted by saying I'm praying we get a deal done before training camp with Kyler Murray. I still fully expect both these guys to get deals done before training camp. Last thing you want especially if you got a Super Bowl on your mind if you're a team that's ready and poised to go deep into the playoffs like the ravens are ready to do last thing you want is this black cloud going into training camp exactly. About an off the field issue like not paying your again face of the franchise lamar jackson figure it out i fully expect that deal to get done over these next few weeks for sure that's a wrap back here tomorrow same time same place breaking down more twins vikings plenty more remember to like Rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on Care 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow,
1: signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today.
0: Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports, Minnesota.